Hi, I'm Dora from Dora Nicolau, and my drink of choice is a chai. I'm Gemma from Contently Driven, and my drink of choice is red wine. And I'm Michaela from Inspired Office, and my drink of choice is a sparkling white wine. Work Life Wine Time supports the responsible consumption of alcohol. <laughs> Hello and welcome to episode 64 of the Work Wife Wine Time podcast, the podcast for women in business who are looking for connection and the support of other women who are sharing the same business journey. Awesome. So it's Dora here with you today and I'm super excited to introduce to introduce our guest speaker and work wife wine herself, Bianca McKee. Welcome, Bianca. Hi. It's so good to be on here. Um, so... You're an anti-burnout coach for ambitious women. Tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got to where you are today. I'm just so incredibly um, passionate about mental health. I really believe that mental health is the key to our overall health in life. And um, the more I started delving into my own um, life struggles, I started to realise that understanding stress and the stress response is so much the key to living happier, healthier, um, more ambitious lives, basically. Tell us a little bit about yourself. How, um, what are some of the practices that you use in your, in your coaching and, and your practices? Uh, as an anti-burnout coach, I, um, I really focus on women's um, calming their nervous system and doing that through understanding the the sympathetic and the parasympathetic nervous system basically which is our um, fight flight or freeze response basically so I like um, for people to understand the differences between stress and the stress response. So in a ideal world, I wish that I could, you know, take any client or any person and say, hey, I'm going to just take your stress away. But I can't. <laughs> Everybody has stress, you know. Their boss is driving them crazy. Their clients sent them 18 emails, you know. Their kids <laughs> have been up all night screaming. They're tired, whatever. You know, maybe something really difficult has happened. Or, you know, they've gone through a redundancy, whatever. Stress is normal. But the way our body deals with stress is different. That stress response is when we're in the sympathetic nervous system, when we start feeling stress. So what does it actually do to our bodies? And how is that um, stress compounding and contributing to people's rates of illnesses and just their overall happiness in their lives now? So I teach people habits, like I said, to cultivate their calm through meditation, through mindfulness, um, through mindset coaching. I just, I'm just incredibly passionate about mental health. That's amazing. I love it. Um, what's the difference between burnout and stress? Because I know a lot of people talk about, you know, I'm feeling burnt out or I'm feeling stressed, but is there a difference or, or are they the same? <sighs> So stress is, and this is what I started to um, talk about earlier, is that body's reaction to what's going on in our lives. And to an extent, stress is normal, right? So um, 
you know, a lot of people have, say, for example, a fear of public speaking. So even doing this podcast now, I can't say that I love, I have, a, I love it. Like it's, there's a little bit of nerves, right? So <laughs> I can feel my breath, um, my lungs um, constricting and my heart rate is accelerating. Uh, all of those things that, you know, people will say to you, oh, if you're public speaking, instead of feeling like you're afraid, maybe you can consider thinking that you're excited because it's the same reaction. You're in that um, sympathetic nervous system. But it's not just the little things that we notice, you know, when we're just a little bit a little bit anxious. Um, if we live in a state of stress, that sympathetic nervous system relaxes our, our bladder. It um, inhibits our intestines. It stimulates, it overstimulates kidneys, liver. It inhibits our digestion. Um, you know, you might feel when you're very nervous, you're, um, you get a lot of saliva in your mouth. It does a lot more. Um, your temperature control, um, there is a lot more that goes on in your body than just that little bit of an accelerated heart rate. Um, and I think stress can be a good thing, right? So anybody who knows me knows like I love going to the gym, so I like a little bit of a, a little bit of a dopamine hit, and it's so good for your body. And I'll talk about this later. Exercise is the num probably the number one way to get that stress out of your body, right? But we can't live in that state of stress. So imagine thousands of years ago, where people in a different, completely different time and place you know like think consider that we're i don't know neanderthals <laughs> and our basic instincts are survival right so that sympathetic nervous system response is telling us oh say for example there's a lion at our near our house and that we've got our children it's telling us we need to fight flight or freeze so we run away from it or we fight it and then potentially once we're safe our body starts to calm down, right? And that's when we go into the parasympathetic nervous system and our body does the opposite. So we start to control our breathing, our heart rate slows down. You know, our, um, we don't release our bladder. You know, that response to our liver, all of those things, we're not staying in that, that state of stress. So for your everyday person, you get a little bit annoyed and then you go about your day. But if you have stress upon stress upon stress upon stress and you don't know how to go from the sympathetic nervous system to the parasympathetic nervous system, that's when burnout happens and that's when you start feeling apathetic and that's when your body is really fatigued, you know, and you start feeling unwell all the time. Um, you know, it's not just that good stress. Yeah, that explains it really well. I'm just taking it yeah, it all it all makes sense. Yeah, you can they're related. Too much of one can cause the other. Yeah, so imagine you know I think about for example, there are times in your life when there is that compound stress is starting. It starts to make you unwell. Yeah, makes sense. You did talk about good stress, so it it does make sense that you know there is an amount of good stress in in someone's life. So for example, I was talking to you about. Um, when you're about to do something that makes you a little bit nervous and you tell yourself, oh, actually, I'm excited because the reaction is the same, right? Mm. And getting into that stress, that mode of 
the sympathetic nervous system where you're, you know, you're more aware, you have a heightened awareness. That's not necessarily a bad thing. It helps mm. you train. Um, it keeps you safe. It's survival mode. It, that's not a bad thing. But you yeah. can't stay in that mode. And that's when you you start to think, okay, maybe I don't want to live in a constant state of my heightened adrenals and cortisol. Um, and that's where I started to learn about things like um, yoga, mindfulness, meditation. Um, I, for a long time, the things that I was doing to make me feel good were I was overeating or I was overexercising or I had really bad habits like, um, you know, when I was, I was drinking too much or I, you know, I picked up habits of smoking when I was in my 20s. Um, they were all not necessarily good vices that were probably making me live in that sympathetic nervous system rather than the parasympathetic nervous system. Yeah. And whilst they both have a place, you've got to find that balance. Yeah, makes sense. So what are your top three tips for busy, ambitious women who are juggling all the things, the kids, the work, the, the family, everything? I don't want to say the thing that everybody says, which is, you know, um, fill your cup, but it is, it's, it's self-care. And I have this model of um, a P model where I talk about um, what gives you peace, what gives you purpose, um, what can you practice, your passion, people and play but I think if you don't want to remember all six of those what gives you peace once a day do something that gives you peace what did you do that is aligned to your purpose your act of service to the world and what do you do that is playful that you just love that you're passionate about those three things they don't have to take over the whole day. It can be as simple as you went for a walk, read a quick article about, you know, whatever it is that you're currently doing at work um, that you're interested in for your development. You know, it, your play might actually be something as simple as creating something in the kitchen. Like for me, that's, mm -hmm. that, that's how I play. I love creating something that I can then, you know, offer and go into that people thing as well. Like I... We all need to connect with other people. I love offering my creations in the kitchen to my mates at the gym. Oh, that's awesome. I love it. Yeah. So they don't have to be huge things. Yeah, I smiled when you said playful and I was like, oh, what do I do that's playful? And, and nothing comes to mind right now. But Do you dance in the kitchen with your kids? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So maybe we even do it without realising. Yeah. So I like I love having a boogie in the gym with my mates. <laughs> or you know singing a stupid song with my kids yes um, totally. <laughs> I really recently fell back in love with riding a bike oh wow actually getting on a bike um and just it gives you this freedom yeah but doing these things mindfully right yeah absolutely yeah like I love oh, to go my dog oh. <laughs> just saying hello in the background that's cute how has what do you do tell me what do you do what, what do i do that you're playful yeah it's definitely dancing i do i do enjoy that or singing in the car like i you know once the kids are out of the car i you know put the music on that i like and mm -hmm. you know turn it up and 
and sing to myself while I'm, you know, driving to wherever I'm going. Or I've actually found that I'm listening to podcasts lately in the car and that's been really been uplifting. So there's your purpose. Yeah. Are you listening to podcasts that are related to your business? I guess, yes. It's it's. I've been listening to mindset stuff. Yeah, so it's kind of like you could use it in your business. You could use it personally as well. Yeah, it's a bit of both. Um, but I do have to say I love my writing. So, you know, some nights I just, you know, grab a notebook and start scribbling and, and writing, whether that's journaling or writing a story or, or something. I find that that's really freeing for me and whether that's writing is so powerful Mm, and whether that's the purpose piece or the peace part of it I I kind Mm. of feel like maybe it's both do you write to set an intention so you don't write to set an intention for your day is it is it about gratitude practices is Um, it just about whatever comes to mind sometimes you're creative I think it's whatever comes to mind so if I'm got if I'm struggling with something so then I might, I might just get a pen and say, okay, well, I'm struggling with this. Well, why am I struggling with this? You know, and then I'll start, whatever comes into my mind, I'll start, I'll start writing about it. I'll let it all out. And then I'm like, okay, I'll look at it. And then I'm like, okay, well, what am I going to do with it? How do I, how do I turn it around? So then I'll start going, mm-hmm. okay, well, I might make a to-do list or I might, you know, and then I'll start writing down how I'm fixing whatever it is, if I'm journaling. And then I'll be like, okay, well, what's the first thing I'm going to do? And then I'll go, you know. You know, if it's not, you know, <laughs> 10 o'clock at night, I'll go off and yeah. do it. Um, but otherwise, sometimes it's the other night I picked up a notebook and I started writing like the first couple of pages of a book that has been playing on my mind That's for fantastic. ages. So I think it just depends on what kind of what's happening at the time where I'm at and and what I write about or how I write about. I love that. I just, I love that. Yeah, but I, I can see how the six P's kind of relate to it. Like it gives me purpose and, a, and it is peace. But, you know, when I'm writing something creative, it is playful as well. And mm. and one of the things that I want to write is helping people. So I can see the, the people coming into it too. So there's, yeah, mm. no, I really like the six P's. That's, um, yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. Awesome. Yes. I've never had somebody say that they don't relate to that. So yeah. Obviously, something I do is right, which is nice to know. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we talked about movement and mindfulness and meditation. Have you added a daily meditation practice in your life and how has it changed things for you? I think meditation is probably the number one thing that has really helped me level up, level up in my, um, in my business, in my strength training, in my parenting, it just, it helps me cultivate my calm. It helps me to um, find my confidence and it really just gives me my me time. And it can be as simple as a few minutes a day on Insight Timer in the morning, listening to some affirmations. Other times um, it may be you know, a song that I like. Um, I do often, if I'm trying to concentrate on, um, on on an intention and I don't necessarily have the time to sit down and write, so I'm a big fan of writing like we discussed earlier or you discussed how, you know, writing seems to really be your thing and obviously it is as a, um, as a copywriter and now a copywriting coach. It obviously mm-hmm. is just you live and breathe it. But that's actually quite a difficult thing to do with young children. 
and I have a two and a four year old. So writing probably took a took a back seat for a while, but listening is um, I'm quite audible, so it's a great way for me to learn. But it also helps me shut out the world. So I'm very much an ideator. My mind is always on, and that's helped me in my business. And it's an incredible. Um, it's been incredible for when I write or when I coach. But my mind is constantly on, and meditation helps me flex my brain muscle. You know, it is it is like strengthening your biceps, but for your mind, for your focus. If I'm having a really hard day and I'm exhausted and the kids have kept me up and I'm not feeling great, um, I will quite literally sit down before I pick them up from care. It may only be a few minutes and I'll... Some days I might set an intention. Other days I listen to some non-lyric music. Uh, sometimes I will journal after if um, I have a little bit of time and there's something on my mind that I want to work through. Sometimes I just listen to a body scan if I can't sleep. The more I meditate, the better I get at training my body and not reacting when my children are screaming because they're still young and, they've, you know, when they're crying but half an hour and I just don't know how to calm them down it because when you as a parent are calm they calm down faster so I just I can't credit meditation enough I know we've been talking about mindfulness as well so how do you find mindfulness in your day because as you know as a mum we're so busy you know there's kids around or you know even if you don't have kids it's the business or you know helping you know, parents or family or, or something, there's always something going on. So how do you find mindfulness in your day-to-day? I think whether you talk about um, human-centred design, whether you talk about life in general, coaching, writing, being curious is so important and having an open mind is so important. However, if you don't allow yourself any space and you don't slow down to speed up, it's very hard to cultivate that creativity or cultivate the awareness of what's around you in the world if you can't slow down. So I think for me it's, and I I call myself a scatterbrain, and this is why I think the number one muscle that I can flex is my mind. Um, it's focusing on one task at a time, you know, I think about working from home, for example, there is a a huge urge sometimes to be like, I need to do the laundry, I need (laughs) to do this email. Oh, but I can maybe listen to this podcast at the same time while I try and do this copywriting. And, oh, no, but then I really want to have lunch with my friend and all of a sudden, you know, you've done 100 things but you haven't done the task that you want to do. So for me it's doing one thing at a time. When you're drinking your coffee, drink your coffee in peace (laughs) and just focus on the birds out the window, you know, and enjoy that five minutes. When you're having a shower, you know, pay attention to the water trickling, you know, maybe massage your feet or your, you know, get yourself a a little, um, you know, I've got this amazing, um, I don't know what the word is, goes across your back and you can almost massage yourself it's like a fascia blaster um you can put it on your chest you can um you know you can exfoliate yourself but really feel feel the shower pay attention to your body feel you know whatever's going on when you're cutting your vegetables just cut your vegetables 
you know, for dinner. Um, don't be like, oh, I need to make dinner and do the laundry and listen to the podcast and wipe down the kitchen and then kind of only do <laughs> don't do any of them very well. And I I find just being one thing at a time really helps. I'm giggling because I totally do all the stuff you just said not to do. I'm like, we yeah, all that was do me. that. That was me last night. <laughs> You're gonna live in the moment and just take one focus on one task at a time and enjoy it. Yes. Okay. Look, don't get me wrong. I love, you know, doing the dishes and listening to a podcast. That's probably one of my favourite things um, to do. I don't love cleaning. Um, you know, as a um, as somebody who loves um, the Buddhist way and really loves meditation, it probably doesn't go, uh, they don't go hand in hand. But, you know, I do find that when you slow down and you focus on just that dish, things become easier because you do them well. All right. Um, Bianca, can you tell us where our listeners can find you? You can find me on Instagram, LinkedIn, or on my website, uh, biancamckee.com. Right. That's pretty easy. You'll find all my socials on my website. Great. Um, and I know we talked about final, you know, doing something at the end. So we were going to do a three-minute um, grounding exercise. So do you want to take... Take it from here. I would love to take um, your listeners through a um, process of grounding. Welcome to a place of comfort. Welcome to a place of kindness, non-judgment and self-care. A place of tension release and energy rejuvenation. A place of peace and a place of calm. Begin by making yourself comfortable and sit in a chair or lie down and allow your back to be straight, not stiff. Your feet on the ground and your head supported, your neck and your shoulders relaxed. Your hands could be resting gently in your lap on your side and allow your eyes to close. Take several long, slow, deep breaths, breathing in fully and exhaling slowly. Breathe in through your nose and out through your mouth. Feel your stomach expand on the inhale and relax and let go on the exhale. Begin to let go of the noises around you and shift your attention from outside to inside yourself. Simply notice this Calm and bring your focus back to your breathing. Slowly bring your attention down to your feet, observing any sensations. You might want to wiggle your toes a little, feeling them against your socks or your shoes. Just notice without judgment. You might imagine sending your breath down to your feet as if the breath is travelling through your nose to the lungs and through the abdomen all the way down to your feet. And then back up again through your nose and lungs. Perhaps you don't feel anything at all 
and that's fine too. Just allow yourself to feel the sensation of not feeling anything. When you are ready, allow your feet to dissolve in your mind's eye and move your attention to your ankles, your calves, your knees and your thighs. Observe the sensations you are experiencing throughout your legs. If you notice any discomfort or stiffness, simply notice it. Notice that no sensation is permanent. Just observe and allow the sensations to be in the moment just as they are. And then on the next breath, allow your legs to dissolve in your mind. Continue to breathe and slowly shift your focus to your neck and your shoulders, an area where we often have tension. Be with the sensations here. It could be tightness or holding that tension in your upper body. You may notice the shoulders moving along with your breath. Let go of any thoughts or of any stories you are telling yourself about this tension. And as you breathe, feel the tension rolling off your shoulders and welcome the new energy as you come to an end of this practice. By taking a full deep breath, feel a new sense of calm and rejuvenation from this practice and exhale fully. And when you are ready, open your eyes and return your attention to the present moment. As you become fully alert and awake, consider setting an intention for the day to build a greater sense of awareness and of mindfulness. It'll benefit everybody you come in contact with. That's so beautiful. Thanks, Bianca. That was really nice. It's a nice break in my day too. I wouldn't have um, done a meditation at this time of the day because um, that was nice to have a, have a stop. No, thank you. And thanks for coming on the podcast today. I definitely learned a lot. I've got, um, I took lots of notes and um, I'll definitely be, um, I'll definitely be trying mindfulness straight away, especially when I'm, when I have my next chai, I'll make sure I sit and I look out and I enjoy a chai and, and just the, the peace and, and, and looking outside. So, um, and I love, I love how you were talking about the shower and massaging your feet or listening to the water trickling down. It's just, it's really nice and warming. Yeah, just enjoying be... those moments, you know, yeah. near the sun, in the car. Oh, you that's know, my favourite. You know that five minutes in the car before you go into the house? Yes, or the five Especially minutes before you pick sun... up the kids. <laughs> yes, and the sun is beaming through the, through the um, window, particularly at the moment it's, um, it's winter in Melbourne. I just, yeah. I love that warmth, you know, yeah. taking those moments of gratitude. My favourite thing is we have a double story is the um, the sky in the mornings when it makes me grateful to be alive. Well, it's so the little things in life. Okay, brilliant. And that's a wrap. And as always, kick-ass women and fellow work wives, remember you're not alone because collaboration is power and most of, most importantly, we all get it. Thanks for tuning into our podcast. If you enjoyed it, hit subscribe. If you'd like to learn more, then check out our website, www.workwifewinetime.com.au. While you're there, jump on our mailing list to receive special updates and offers from our guests. Until next time... 
Take care and drink responsibly.